Hey, hey, smoke weed every day. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh oh, <laughs> shit. Nippy <laughs> 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 Can we play Snoop Dogg right now? So, yeah. what's, what's, what's cool is this is, the last episode, this is the last episode of Breakfast Talk in, um, before our Comic Con. So, yeah. Woo! Woo! So what episode, episode is three? There it is. Okay. And uh, we'll roll the intro. Wakey, wakey! Smell those eggs and bakey! It's time for breakfast talk, a podcast discussing current, independent, and mainstream entertainment topics, from gaming and movies to comics. Start your week off right with the Breakfast Boys. As always, if you can smell what we're cooking, click that like button. And if your tummies are rumbling for more, click subscribe and ring that brekkie bell to turn on all notifications. All right, let's talk. Breakfast time! There you go. Uh, this is where's, where's Greg's? Oh, there it is. It's episode 33. Yeah. Episode 33 of Breakfast Talk. This is the last episode before SNCC 2021. F5, numeral 522, CSCS. Isn't it just XXI? Yeah, whatever Elon Musk's kid's name is. Oh, Oh my God! Random, random thing was uh, I was watching uh, Rick and Morty season four finally, two, three, four. and two, three, four. Yeah. I was watching uh, Rick and Morty season four, and like Elon Musk is a voice in that. Elon Tusk, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's right. I just finally saw that like two days ago. I was so freaking excited. All right, I gotta say this because I've been dying to say this to somebody. Do you guys watch Always oh, Sunny in Philadelphia? A yeah. long time ago. I've only seen like the first like four to five seasons. Do you know about the? The whole German Shepherd painting? Yeah. Okay, so you know that. In Rick and Morty, <laughs> when they do the time-traveling snakes, like the Terminator snake thing, so in, in Snake Hitler's little um, room, he, he like sl- Snake Hitler goes by, you see the painting of the German <laughs> Shepherd in the background. It's oh, so, that's awesome. It's so awesome of a reference, and like you have to like know you know the the reference to get it and it's it's just fucking awesome i i was like i just started like getting into always sunny so it, it just blew my mind oh, right there it's gonna be another uh season of that another that's awesome. I, I i like the original seasons but then it started getting so weird for me i'm like all right this is like i feel like they're just trying to make me uncomfortable now for no reason <laughs> like you know what i mean like there was like a certain level where like i think one of the last funny episodes i saw was when they got addicted to crack because they were sitting on a toilet seat made of crack and uh he wouldn't get off the toilet and then eventually they're like trying to get drugs in the street like i think it was like season three or four it was like one of the last times i really laughed at it um but then like yeah like i said it started getting real weird after a while so i was like hey. yeah frank frank is my favorite character frank and yes. Charlie. frank and yeah, Charlie yeah. Are you are a disgusting individual <laughs> Well, like, for, like for example, the reason why I mean, like, it's weird is who's the guy that, like, in real life, intentionally got fat because he thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's so weird mentally that you can tell where their brain is at when they're acting. Like, and that's such a like, who makes themselves fat to be funny? Like, that's like, insane. We got super Jack. Yeah, yeah. He goes back and forth. It's a yeah. running joke. <laughs> I know, but like that's that's like not mentally stable, which the show is very evident of, which is why it's funny. But like, like I said, 
it got past that for me eventually. I'm like, all right, this is like, I'm like watching real people suffer. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Honestly, yeah, I think that's kind of the subtextual thing that goes throughout is like all of yeah. these people kind of have some kind of personality disorder or some shit. And they're all just functioning, like barely functioning human beings. And they just all kind of collaborate to share a barely functioning brain. I think that's, you know, that's kind you know of- You know that Charlie, Charlie in the show is actually married to the waitress? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's why it's so funny. Is and, like because like Mac, she hates him. <laughs> yeah, and Mac is actually married to Dee. No way. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. The game John, yes, you're gonna get your your stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that right now. I, I, yeah, let me get that buttercat mug. I yeah, literally was opening that, that before the show. That was a great reminder. Look at with the Dude, that was solid. That was fucking. I literally was opening the store before we went live because uh, I, I got distracted because we were talking about like crazy shit and I was like, "What?" I was like thinking like, "Oh yeah, I should get that mug." And I was gonna ask before we went live because I don't want to like share his address live. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna get it on the side. Let's your see. social security number, John. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can we get your uh, social real quick? Address. Like, he, put, he puts it in, and Greg birth. actually puts it up. I like. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, um, yeah. So Eternals. Yes, that's what we're, we're talking about well, today. Hector's gonna be talking about Eternals. Me and Dylan yeah. did not see that, but you know, we can still talk about it. Okay, well, we had a t- whole, we've had a breakfast talk about it, right? Like about the yeah. that was one of our subject matters. So, <clears throat> from what you guys saw in the trailers, how did you feel about what what this was gonna mean for for Marvel? There we go, sixty nine, baby, noise, um, noise. <laughs> <laughs> Please provide credit card. Yeah, exactly. It's just for security purposes. We need all that verification information, uh, your phone number, so we can, you know, send telemarketers after you, like all that kind of stuff, all that fun stuff. Um, so, what was your guys' interpretation of how this fits as a Marvel movie? What, like, what do you mean, like how the Eternals fit into the rest of the movies? Yeah, because there was like a. I, th- I think the one thing the I of the yeah, I, th- I think one of the things I remember them saying was that they didn't get involved. And like the alien invasion stuff, even though they're supposed to be guardians of the earth, I, I think that, that right, like wasn't that part of? Okay, so without without spoiling, I think that guy that was like in one of the trailers, like that was partially mentioned. They but, touch. Uh, they see. So what you see in the trailer, that's as far as they explain. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what I was gonna say was, um, it seems like to me, it seems like what they're trying to do is. Obviously, we got attacked, like planet Earth gets attacked, and luckily we had created the Avengers to save ourselves. And these guys were supposed to defend us, but they weren't because they were busy with something else. That something else, I'm assuming, is the thing that will eventually be coming. But if that's not the case, then I don't know but, what the purpose of bringing them in now. I this did see is. that someone was mentioning they should have actually been there when Thanos was there. Well, th- no, that's what I'm saying. If they're not there when Thanos is there, the oh, my only logical reason would be that they're stopping someone like uh, uh, Galactus. Like, other than that, like, I can't imagine a better reason to not be where the greatest threat to the universe is fighting, so, happening uh, to be on the planet they're supposed to be defending. <laughs> well, all right, so the Eternals, I'll just put it this way. The Eternals are servants of the, um, the Celestials. So yep. some, someone like Galactus, if Galactus came, they wouldn't intervene either. because. But he's he, not a Celestial. He is a Celestial. What? Yeah, he's the planet. They, I know, but no, but no, but celestials are the planet creators. Remember, there's like destroyers Universal and then there's creators. creators. Universal huh? creators. Yeah, but like, remember the creators, yeah. yeah, but like what's it called? The uh, 
the what's his face star lord's dad that's the whole point is he's a celestial he creates planets right like that's kind of his whole thing so that he counterbalances the destruct the destroyers ironically another thing about it is it reminds me of freaking dragon ball super there's like the kais that create the planets and then there's the world the uh what they call the god of destruction right that's what i picture galactus as like thanos just happens to be destroying stuff galactus Mm -hmm. is supposed to be like that universal destroyer and the celestials counterbalance that by creating uh, behind him almost as he destroys everything um, well, that's the point. They they function within that balance, so they wouldn't intervene because that's part of the natural balance. Oh, okay. You so because I mean? so so they wouldn't. They might rebuild Earth after, but they wouldn't stop him from destroying it. Well, the Eternals aren't aren't. I know, not them. The Celestials. Yeah, yeah, celestials. And so because the Celestials are aware of that, they wouldn't tell the Eternals who are their responsibility to stop the person who's doing just yes. doing his job. Okay. Yep, exactly. Then I have no idea why they weren't there. As a terror, would, there's no. They there's, they wouldn't kick the broom out of uh, of Galactus's hands. You know what I mean? They wouldn't do that. Yeah. They're not he's, that just, kind of... he's just cleaning. That's exactly. all he's doing. He's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. Um, <laughs> no, so, I mean, there is there's explanation within the movie that then makes that make sense, right? So, like, like I just said, they're servants of the Celestials. Um, I understand why you were saying, though, Greg, that, like, oh, they should have intervened with Thanos because in the comic books, Thanos is actually a, devi- a deviant from Titan. So he's in in the comics. Deviants are very much like mutants. They have like they're a naturally occurring thing that's that's like a counterbalance to like other individuals with power, essentially. So like deviants are kind of the they're kind of like mutants. Let's just put it that way in the comic universe. And Thanos is an actual deviant. If you look at all the other Titans, he looks nothing like them, and he's supposed to be a deviant. Um, and that's what makes him near immortal, super strong, like all that kind of shit. So he's basically like the Hulk. A mutant Hulk, like an Omega level mutant on Titan. So essentially, that's what deviants were, but they have since in this iteration in the MCU, they're something completely different. I, I thought they, I thought they uh, presumed that Thanos was a Titan in this MCU. No, no, Thanos is from Titan, so he's. No, 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 I know. He's, yeah, he's I, yeah, he's I, a Titan from Titan. That's what I'm saying, though. Like he's not just a deviant. I'm saying in this in this MCU, this iteration, I think they were saying like he's a Titan as opposed to a deviant of the titans yeah exactly no no he, yeah he's yeah he's he has no connection to the deviants whatsoever <laughs> the deviants are a separate thing yeah exactly exactly yeah because we're going from the comic universe to the cinematic universe which there are many differences and they follow a more linear storyline than the comics so there, there has to be things that they cut out and simplify and add in and all that kind of shit so um so yes my brain hurts as well i understand where you're coming from but either way <laughs> I don't because my brain hurts. <laughs> and, and, and what's, what's even funnier is in this MCU, Galactus might be completely different. He might not even be considered a celestial or anything like that. So we might be completely wrong as in, in terms of the interpretation that we have because Galactus has not appeared well, in, th- in this MCU. Based on like just the way they've they built this stuff out, I would be willing to bet, although he's like in the celestial status, I do I, I'd be willing to bet. <laughs> <laughs> i'm willing to bet Perfect. that they that they probably do something similar to like i mentioned like dragon ball super where like there's the destroyers and then there's the creators the hierarchy. yeah yeah and like essentially the you neither of them stop each other right the, the the destroyer never kills like the kais off but they will destroy whatever's in their way and the kais just keep building behind them right and that's yeah. kind of that's what i'm picturing that they're doing in this universe it just makes sense like on how things have been happening. The fact that no one interfered with Thanos outside of the the actual Avengers pulling people to them, 
Like that's crazy. So because of that, that's here's, the only reason I would imagine that. Here's another thing too. Um, there, there is a reason why, uh, maybe another reason why people are saying, oh yeah, they should have intervened with Thanos. And it's because there's a plot line. It's, it's, a, it's a plot hole. Let's just put it that way. But at the same time, um, it kind of makes sense because again, like these, these, these beings and the way that they're, um, the storyline explains their creation. It very much makes sense if they didn't, if they weren't told to do something, they wouldn't or shouldn't do it. You're saying that the way that the external, or the externals, the eternals, the eternals were, yeah, they're external to everything else in this, yeah. But uh, so the way that they, you're saying that the way they describe how they were created, it would make sense they wouldn't interfere like with someone with Thanos. Unless, yes, unless they were directly told, go and do this. Oh, okay. So it's more, so it's not that they wouldn't defend against him. It's just that without given direction, they won't do it. And it seems like someone's just not been giving them directions or like hasn't noticed, like, oh, hey, that's weird. Like half the people I know are dead. Um, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, but also, too, you have to, you have to presume that whoever's giving the orders, th th uh, well, whoever, I'll say it's, it's, it's Ashram. Ashram is the, the celestial that is, uh, that, that it, runs the Eternals. Yes, he runs the Eternals, and he actually created our sun. So he's basically in charge of our galaxy. He, we're we're living in his galaxy. Let's just put it that way, right? So he didn't give a specific order because he probably had insight beyond time and space. So let's just put oh, it that me, way. meaning like he might have known that it was going to resolve itself, and exactly. to not show them, and they couldn't show themselves now because it basically would show that they exist and would interfere with future potential issues. Bang. Nice. That makes so, sense. It does. That's, that's okay. That's a cool confusing. way to do it. It's confusing because anything after anything post blip is going to have that confusing aspect of, well, how did it get this way? And that's why like a Falcon and winter soldier, they have to explain that like, Oh, why does this faction even exist and all that kind of stuff. So like post blip kind of makes everything weird. Right. So if this was, what do you mean blip? Like the, the, that's the, what they call the, yeah, the time, basically flashpoint. <laughs> Well, no, the, the oh, blip, blip is when everybody, half of the population yeah. disappears. Oh, oh, this, they call that, I got you, yeah, okay. The, the snap, but they call it the blip yeah. inside the Marvel, inside the MCU. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, post-blip makes everything. Anyway, okay, so my favorite part of this movie was, first of all, the direction of it. Chloe Zhao did an amazing job. She made it feel very grandiose. It feels very big. It feels world-threatening, galaxy-threatening, as opposed to every other movie in the MCU. Like, you don't feel the stakes of it. Even in Endgames, you have people dying, and even, you know, like the, the I guess, Infinity War, essentially, is the same thing, right? Uh, but you have people dying, but you don't feel the stakes of it. Like, you don't feel like, even if even if Thanos snaps and half the population dies, which he, he ends up doing, there's still 50% of the population left. You still have a group of heroes that are there. You still have like, again, half of the galaxy that's there, half of the universe, whatever that's there. So it, it's, it doesn't feel as, as big, right? In this movie, because of the direction and also because of the, the, the storyline that's, that's going to happen, it feels so much more like there's, there's more at stake. And that to me made it a real movie to me. It, it made it. So, you know, how the, there's been complaints that like, Oh, MCU movies are not, cinema they're not films you know like there's there's no greater sense of direction there's no greater sense of plot line storyline acting all those kinds of things which i will disagree about the acting part i think they have great actors playing these roles i think i will agree that there's a bit of a copy and paste kind of methodology that has been put in place with marvel which that's that they're 
they make comics. Comics are essentially a copy and paste process. There's differences in the storyline and things like that. But in terms of the the um, the process, that's how it works. So that made complete sense to me. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's just like a comic, right? Um, but this movie feels much more like a film. It feels more, much more like something you would compare to like a Joker movie or the, you know, the, the dark Knight. Series. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen any of those. Really? I, I actually like, I enjoyed those actually. Like I, I've. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I, would, I also would consider them more like Marvel rather than a cinema cinematic 100%, thing. That's yeah. I was joking. Yeah. 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 No, they're, they're, yeah. A comic book play on mythos and that's exactly what, it, yeah. It, it, all right. So anyway, <laughs> um, and, and we talked about this in the previous episode of, of Breakfast Talk. We were talking about the Eternals movie in general. Um, this movie was filmed on set. Like they were there. They were in, they were on location in a lot of these different places that they uh, present in the movie. So that is a complete difference. It's, a, it's basically. Oh, meaning like when they say they're in like uh, a certain country, they're actually in the country instead of there. having a scene. That's pretty yes. cool. Cause like even like uh, movies like the Dune that came out, like a lot, like a lot of the sand scenes you do are like with the green screen and then a crap ton of sand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't do it like in a location, although I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't that know would bit, do, the, the, despite, I mean, other than going to an actual, to like the Sahara and filming there, which, you know, I mean, Africa is not necessarily a stable concept yeah. <laughs> um, to, you know, to, to film movies in. So I don't know if they would do that, but like beyond that, you couldn't really pull that off. So that makes sense. Like any space, like if you're on an alien world, that makes sense to do it in front of a green screen. But a lot of their locations had to do with Earth. So that made so sense. What are you talking about? The Hobbit did it in New Zealand. They pulled it off. But that's because the, the writer is from New Zealand. He, a lot of his... Yeah, a lot of his um, his inspiration. J.R.R. Tolkien's from New Zealand. One hundred percent. Yes. Didn't know that. Oh, it was Peter yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yes, the, the director. Director. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh! I thought we were talking about Percy Jackson still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> him too. Him too. He's from New Zealand too. You didn't know that. Um, I'd, be freaking, no. I'd be weird. I'd be freaking out. Um, no. So um, it feels very much set in reality. It feels like there's stakes. It feels much more like a film. Obviously, it's it's a Marvel movie. So there's, you know, it it, it does have elements of that. I'll, I'll give it that. So it's not completely well rounded, um, but also they. It's kind of like in a Deadpool movie, like let's get all these tropes out of the way so we can jump into the story. They absolutely did that, which I thought was brilliant. That was a that was honestly the best way to take on this group of heroes and especially why they haven't interfered and all this kind of stuff. So they get all that information kind of right out of the way and they literally directly ask the question, why didn't you interfere? Why didn't you step in when Thanos came? And it, it's very much right in center stage and they do it very quickly simple answers and they move right the fuck along to get like along to their storyline which i thought was brilliant because first of all you address all of the things that anybody could complain about right at the beginning and then you also answer that question that everybody's been asking so it it basically like if you're so strong (laughs) pretty much um but and, and also too there's there's a lot of i think nerfing that they do in this movie with the Eternals because they want them to be a bigger part of the MCU. So you can't give everything all in the first, you know, five minutes of the movie. You can, or the, even in the first film, you can't just give them all the amazing things that they they have the potential to do. You can't do that all in the first movie. So I'll, I'll tell you this much: 
there's and I was discussing this with my friend who went with me to see the movie. He was like, man, you see them do some shit and you're like expecting more. And I was like, well, you kind of have to nerf them a little bit because if they do all that, then there's nowhere else to go there that you already established everything that they can do. And then it's not surprising if you see it in, in more movies, because it's very clear. This is going to continue. There's a post credit scene that's basically like the Eternals will return. So, you know, they're coming back and you also see where how. This cannot be ignored by anybody. Now they, they have made their presence a hundred percent known in the. Episode. Oh, so like there's all, no like way. all of Earth knows about them now. Yeah, like there's, there's no way they are not center stage in the MCU after this point. Like after this movie, which has that's kind of cool because like that's something that like I wasn't sure if they were going to make them like this secret thing that keeps coming back, no, kind of like the Watchers. Or the, this uh, is Watchers. actually this is actually a timeline set movie. So basically, this is like blip. This is this is this is post blip, but it's another blip type event that you cannot ignore. There is no hero on the Earth that is not aware of what's going on right now so i'll tell you that much and that's what i'm saying like it does feel like there's a it, it holds stake in the mcu and to me this is this is a move to make kind of everybody forget about the blip we've we addressed the blip we've we've set different things inside the blip and after the blip and all that kind of shit we've had a black widow movie that's that's now gone way back into the past but it's also brought things into the future all that are in the present day but this is like basically let's move on from the blip that did happen. Let's move on from Tony dying. That did let's happen. Let's get back to the future. The Eternals, right. The Eternals have center stage. So that's what it feels like it's setting up for me. And all the other movies are then going to kind of have some aspect of that storytelling. And they also do give. So the Eternals, let's just put it this way. The Eternals are, are one group on one planet. There's a bigger hierarchy. So I'll just leave it at that. So what they do is they set up a higher, a larger hierarchy that that now you have to speculate. Wait, what? How does that work on every other system and planet that we've already seen? Because we have the Kree, we have a bigger universe in terms of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We have all those different things that we've already seen. So how does that work on every other planet? Yeah, <laughs> do you think that they're trying to make the? Um... Do you think that they're trying to make the Eternals be potentially like the leaders of the new Avengers? Because I know that, like, I know I remember looking at the uh, the timeline of movies that they plan on coming out with eventually, and one of them was like the Dark Avengers or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and if that's the case, I would almost assume something like the Eternals might take over as the Avengers to the point where like there's something bad is happening, where it's one of those for the greater good, you know, no, I think, well, uh, the dark Eternals are the dark Avengers has been something that has been like, this is a strong indication there, there will be this title. But what I think you're going to have there is more like the Hulk, like, like she Hulk, red Hulk. You're going to have those kinds of characters. I want red Hulk. So that bad. are somewhat secondary characters. And I actually think that they do introduce an Avenger in this movie, a future Avenger in this movie, but it's not any of the Eternals. Ah, if that makes sense. Play you might cool get it when you watch the movie, but he is this character. I guess this character, he, she has been, he, she, they has been, um, <laughs> has been in, has been part of the Avengers in the comics. Oh, okay, so, cool. So there you go. Oh, but, I'm but not going to say my, who I think it is. My specific, in terms of the dark Avengers, how they're playing, I think it's going to be red Hulk. And I think he's going to be introduced in she Hulk, the, the, the series. Yeah. And I think you're going to get more of those dark 
heroes coming like anti. Because isn't the Dark Avengers? I was gonna say, isn't the Dark Avengers like a collection of essentially anti-heroes that have to do avenging because some like, sh- something so bad and evil comes that basically they need a Batman Dark Vengeance style uh, come to fight yeah. off whatever it it's is. It's kind of like it's kind of like you feel like maybe the Avengers are either off-world or they've been like decommissioned like, somehow like in like yeah because like, there's an equivalent in um the dcu uh where essentially not, not the current dcu but where wow. essentially bat everyone gets taken over except for batman like the injustice style and he has to go get other people to get together yeah. so that's what i kind of assume the dark avengers would be is like the the misfit gang. it's kind of like the suicide squad yeah. of anti-heroes with you know as opposed to the suicide squad of villains mm-hmm. yep 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 100 percent. yeah i still gotta see that movie though what? Eternals. Yeah, I gotta see that. Too. And I have to see Shane Chi, and I have to see the rest <laughs> of What If. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen What If at all. Um, yeah, I haven't either. Shane Chi, direct tie into the Eternals. Oh. Um, so, uh, so I need to see that then. Doctor Strange, direct tie in with the Eternals. Oh, I saw that. Not, not. Direct I haven't seen that yet either. I need to catch up on all these new ones. Not, 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 not in the sense that they are in the movie. But there's if you've watched Shang Chi and if you're you know anything about Doctor Strange, you see references that are very clearly like again, no one is going like there's no there's no um, speculation anymore. Like you know in previous movies when you see you know post credit scenes or whatever you're like oh is this tied in oh does this work oh you see a character from that's supposed to be in this universe uh, in this movie set um, that is in this movie set are they gonna cross over there is no speculation in this movie they are very upfront about every every detail that they give it's a hundred percent tied in and you're like oh shit okay yeah that makes sense like finally these very speculative kind of moves oh. by Marvel are all kind of going to one place. And um, all I got to say is, again, Kevin Feige is amazing when it comes to... How do you say his name? Feige, Feige, whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't know. I thought it was Feige. Don't you want a Fanta? Just, don't yeah, you want yeah. Fanta? Don't you want a Fanta? I want a Feige. I want a Feige. Um, you fucking Man, Feige. We got a... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, he's blacklist. What happened? He's, he's amazing at, at taking the the content that we have, like that's kind of spread along the the Marvel universe, and um, separating out it into their own different pieces of important like content. Like, okay, I, I, so he gave the Eternals a movie. He's giving, you know what I mean? He's giving Spider Man his own series. Like, so everything that's that's kind of important inside the mcu like or in the inside the comic universe like besides like i guess the defenders right like the defenders are kind of a new york based team um they are kind of they're not important i guess in the in the overall picture of the the marvel comic universe but they're very well known like let's just put it that way so they have a lot of history and it's actually like, interesting some of the people they stopped though like it's like they stopped them before they became so drastic that someone like the avengers would have to step in like some of the people they did actually stop um were pretty strong but uh <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say um the kevin feige thing you were saying like how he's like like kind of like a master at like his work of creating this universe with multiple movies that can be distinctly separate and universally better um one thing that's interesting is that i think i mentioned this on a different uh uh, podcast, but basically the idea that he got a hold of the whole comic book world as well, not just the movies. So he actually controls the comic books coming out. And so because of that, he's been releasing comics, I think as tests. 
So he's been creating new comics uh, in the meantime. So I almost wonder if that's what's helping him generate these ideas, actually starting with new comics based yeah, on the old like comics. A test, like a test yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Because yeah. if people can't enjoy the comic versions of what the movies will ultimately be, how will you enjoy the movies? Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, that's that's super interesting. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, this, this universe is super diverse. It's very... Um, it's very much in in the world that we live in today. Like it, it 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 doesn't overly do political issues, but it also maintains them. Um, and it well, they they have them in a way that's like yeah, they have it in a way that it's not gimmicky. Yeah, they're not like they're not uh, what that was the word. Uh, they're not going for like current things. They're going for general things. They're not yeah. trying to be like they're not trying to be like. Oh, someone! This is like a hot new thing. Let's talk about this right now. They talk about like general ideas, which is what all movies should kind of do. Is like just sending general ideas. Yeah, and 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 I think that you know, you, you maybe that you can make some argument for like say Black Panther and when that came out and like that kind of stuff. But at the same time, again, Marvel has had a very great history with presenting those kinds of political ideas in comic book format. So it's not something that yeah, the X Men. The yeah, X Men was like yeah. It's not something that's new to the company at all. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's very much in, in line with what who they are as a company. So again, anyway, let's move on from that. But um, <laughs> Kevin Feige, Feige, however you want to pronounce his last name, maybe he can comment on, on this uh, podcast and, and tell <laughs> yeah. us how, how yeah, he's- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know, Feige. We yeah. know you're watching. Yeah. We yeah. know you're watching. All the big wigs, <laughs> all the big wigs are watching. Um, yeah, today yeah. is the day. We had like four, 14 comments, comments in here. Look at all these. Oh, hey, John, if you're still watching, I'm trying to get you your uh, mug. Isn't, but, that, uh, isn't that funny? Isn't that ironic, jerk. Greg? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very ironic. Um, I don't know if Greg's here right now. You see yeah, that? He's, he's just like, he's like looking around. He's, he's like, like, he's looking at the, the Chronicles of Horror new quick starter. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's like, out how you pronounce Kevin Feige's last name. He's doing, yeah, he's that's what he's stuff. been doing this whole time. He's like watching interviews right now. He's like, what the hell is his name? Exactly. <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> I was going to mention a thing before we ended this. Go for it. Was uh, Charlie Cox brought up in an interview what season four of Daredevil would have been. Mm. And it was actually the rise of... The Phoenix? Spoiler if you didn't see the third one. The rise oh. of... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The go rise ahead. of Bullseye. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, was, did that. Actually, Maybe I saw the third one. I don't remember. No, you did not. Um... You're you're way behind on everything. You should just take like. A, but they did that though. What? Season three was. His no. Season. Yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, no, but like more. Like he, that was like his origin story, and like uh -huh. he actually like comes back and does shit. Like. Okay, so yeah. he's the main villain then. Essentially, he's he's become yeah, maybe uh, the he, super villain. Yeah, he's not play. He's not manipulated by. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want to spoil it because someone here hasn't. He's seen not manipulated it. by a manipulator. Yeah. Exactly. I, a manipulator. That's all you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, man, hopefully we talked about this in a, in a previous podcast. Hopefully we do get our Charlie Cox back. Hopefully, fingers crossed, prayer to, to, to Yahweh. Yahweh. Hopefully he, he, he's, he's back in the universe in some way. Hopefully we get John Bernthal back. Hopefully they do a new Iron Fist that isn't such an idiot. Um, and we get or just somebody who takes the time to learn martial arts for Christ's yeah. sake. Like I, I, 
I I could have done a better job. Like, <laughs> like give us, when, give us Luke Cage again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Luke, yeah, Luke Cage no, is freaking awesome. I love Luke let's Cage. Let's do an Iron Fist Luke Cage. Like, let's just give them, uh, you know, a buddy cop kind of scenario. I'm totally down for that. That'd be dope. That'd be dope as fuck. They would be holding down New York while Spidey, you know, in this MCU, he has to be like Iron Man now. So with playing with Doctor Strange and shit. So he's he's off doing his own thing. Now you got, you know, New York needs the protectors. There you go. You got the defenders and now you got, you know, Luke Cage and Iron Fist kind of, you know, doing things. Um, and then you can see them sparring more, which would be pretty dope. Um, anyway, in terms of the Eternals, just to wrap it all up. Um, I would yeah, recommend. Nice little bow. Yeah, I would recommend you guys go watch this movie. Um, and oh, maybe- and set your clocks back. Yeah. <laughs> back to the blip. We're going back to the blip. Um, set them before half the population was destroyed. No. Um, and and honestly, keep your mind open to what is actually going on in this movie yeah. because I, I think that this is. This is going to be. I'm not going to do that. Here's a comment. Here's a comment. It is definitely, it suffers from the MCU flaw. And the MCU flaw is that you need to have had previous knowledge of what's going on in the MCU to get all the things that are working in this movie. Um, So that is a flaw. If you haven't seen pretty much every movie up until now, there's going to be some blanks. Um, I would say you need to watch at least Doctor Strange, um, the Endgame movies, um, Real quick, the new Doctor Strange or the old Doctor Strange? Well, the new one's not out yet. The new one's not out yet. Yeah, so just Doctor Strange movie. You have to go uh, to the future and watch that. There, there's the there's there's the what if version. Yeah, but <laughs> it is canon, but it's in it's in an alternate universe. Um, so, um, and then also if you had watched Iron Man or anything about Iron Man that works, Avengers movies. So you have to have a, a lot of context. Let's just put it that way to go into this movie and and then be like okay, this works here. This is why this is. And uh, I see the references and blah, blah. If you've watched Shang-Chi, it'll fit more perfectly inside that, that bubble as well. I so, can watch it in a couple days on Disney Plus. So Go for it. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, and then also, uh, in terms of the Eternals as a movie, um, there's, I think the, the way that they've created the design of the Celestials Actually, the design of everything in this movie is fucking dope. I mean, the, their costumes is really great. Their, um, I think the actors fit the roles really well. Um, the storyline was different from what I thought it was going to be because there's a very strong eternal storyline that leaves. Yeah. Is that I am never on Sundays to catch this. The multiverse must be collapsing. Hey, boy. <laughs> what up, Aaron? Um, yeah, we never see you, bro. Um, we only see you on your videos now. <clears throat> Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say, like I said, it's it's an interesting movie. It, it definitely sets up the remainder of of I guess what we like. If, if you had any questions about what the fuck is going to happen now in the MCU, this kind of helps determine the direction a little bit. Um, and then I also feel like again they're they're introducing. Yes, we are welcome. Um, and you're welcome as well. Uh, <laughs> and it helps kind of give direction to like maybe introduce a new Avenger and and all that kind of stuff. So. Say la vie, uh, went into visa v, um, visa mastercard discovery, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> cool. So, facto, so when, that, do I, when do I start? So, this is episode 30, was episode 33 of Breakfast Talk. Breakfast Talk! 
sound like a stutter. Hey, who said that? <laughs> so this is I think it was the I think it was the cat. The cat did it. Cat. The cat's actually speaking. This is the last episode before Comic Con. That's in like two weeks. Can we, um, can we leak what we're doing? Yeah. We're doing a game show to actually. We'll talk about it more once we uh, go into the brunch bulletin. But um, game show is the last episode of Breakfast Talk, like ever. Ever. Unless if we get three million fans, and be like, we want Breakfast Talk back, and be like, okay, yeah. Breakfast uh, talk or nothing. But yeah, well, we're gonna be. Going I will literally this. slit my wrist right now. You belong to me. Uh, so um, yeah, that, w- that was a little too dark, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little scared. Sorry, little, not gonna lie. I mean, I was speaking on behalf of somebody who wants breakfast talk back. I'm not saying I'm going to. I mean, that might, that would be a legitimate reason why we you don't can, do breakfast talk anymore. Butter cat's throat. There you I go. went down down the river. Oh, he is gonna go after us now. I went I went down the river instead of across the stream. Right? <laughs>